everyone. Welcome to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Sorensen, mother, grandmother, former teacher, and currently supporting parents who want to understand their children's behavior at a deeper level. This is where we talk about changing our perception and limiting beliefs around behavior to a more conscious approach to understanding ourselves, each other, and our most vulnerable population, our children. I share my self-discovery journey and what I've learned along the way and what I'm currently discovering as I continue evolving on this journey. My hope is that as we become more conscious of how we show up for ourselves, our children, and others, that we'll discover the beauty that lies within us all. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. So glad that you are here. I'm so grateful for all of you showing up here and allowing us to have these conversations. So I've been thinking a lot lately about patterns, about behavior patterns, generational patterns, and cultural patterns. Because we're influenced by the behavior patterns in our families um, of origin and by cultural patterns. And these patterns have been handed down through generations. So general ra- ge- generational patterns come from our families, our institutions, like our schools, our places of worship, um, and from the culture in general that we live in. And we internalize these experiences. And when we're young children under the age of 10, we are too young to understand and process significant experiences. And so we unconsciously make these experiences mean something about ourselves. And then they become as embedded as beliefs in our subconscious. And they run the show and we operate in the world as if these are just the facts of life. And many of these beliefs hold us back. They uh, limit us. And, And so we call these beliefs shadow beliefs, or limiting beliefs. And these are the negative beliefs about ourselves. They're not the positive ones because the positive beliefs don't hold us back. The negative beliefs do. And the negative beliefs sound like, I'm not good enough, I'm stupid, I'll never amount to anything, or I I can never do anything right, um, or I'll never be as good as my mother, my father, you know, whoever that may be. And when we believe these, when we believe these thoughts, these these beliefs, they drive our behavior. And we may overcompensate, we may hide, we may play small um, in our lives or develop a persona to hide these parts of ourselves. So the thing is, is these beliefs aren't true. They were made up in the mind of our young child self, trying to make sense of the world and our experiences. 
And when we believe them, we, we believe things like, I'm not good enough. We are seeing the world from the lens of a child. It's like we're, we're a child in the body of an adult. And what parenting is really about is parenting ourselves. It's about growing ourselves up now that we are the adult and we can understand and process those experiences from an adult view. And we can, when we become aware of these beliefs and where they originated and how they have um, held us back as well as how they have served us um, because they did serve us in some ways. Um, When we can do that, then we can form new, more empowering beliefs that move us forward rather than keeping us stuck. And, And now we might not even remember that we have these experiences. Um, And so here's the deal. Our subconscious remembers everything. Every emotion um, gone unacknowledged and unprocessed is held in the tissues of our body. And so now when we experience something, you know, we're just going along, experiencing life, living life, and something will trigger a memory inside the body, causing a physiological reaction. And we call this a trigger. And something is here to look at. That's how we start to uncover and become aware of what is being held in our subconscious. This is one of the ways working with triggers is one of the ways you can know that, oh, there's something here um, to look at and a belief underneath that or a feeling that went unprocessed um, because we were too young to process it at the time. So our brain alerts us though that this is a threat. When we get triggered and we have this physiological reaction, this energy moving in our body, our brain's alerted that this is a threat, you know, and that's why sometimes we act all crazy, you know, we're in fight, fright, flight, or freeze. We may go on this verbal rampage um, and yelling, and, you know, our teens will do this too. Um, You know, they often have verbal outbursts, um, but that's what's happening within them too. Their, their mind and body are having a reaction to a subconscious belief formed before the age of 10. And it brings up unpleasant emotions and it feels, it feels threatening. But it's actually my self-worth that is being threatened. And it's it's that's not conscious it's subconscious but that's what the threat is about it's or that's what the trigger is about it's like it's triggering our sense of self-worth 
that I'm not good enough feeling is being triggered. So when these feelings start arising, and and it's not the situation or the person in front of you that is triggering you. So it's not the situation or person um, that's in front of us that is triggering us or bringing up these unpleasant feelings. It's actually our subconscious beliefs that are getting triggered, putting into motion energy that is being held in our body's tissues. It's rising up for us to now acknowledge and and, and process through it and feel it so that this energy can be released. Otherwise, this energy continues to be held in the body and when it goes unfelt and we keep pushing it away and blaming triggers on you know, somebody else or something else, we end up filled with anxiety because anxiety is really the physical manifestation of unfelt emotions. Anxiety lives in our body as suppressed emotions. So learning to feel these emotions is super important to our emotional and mental well-being and our physical well-being and for our children's. Because when we, when we own our own trigger and we start processing through that and uncovering what that means for us, it frees our children of, you know, having to manage our triggers, having to figure out what makes us happy and what, you know, what makes us, having to figure out what type of behavior they need to use to make us happy. So we want the generational patterns going forward to be healing patterns, patterns of owning my own stuff and children learning as they grow to, to, to own their things, to own their feelings, to feel their feelings, to be able to have the permission and being able to be allowed to have and experience all of their feelings. So how do we do this? How do we learn to recognize those triggers? Or how do we learn to feel our emotions? rather than suppress them or blame them on somebody else or judge them. You know, a lot of times we judge our emotions. It's like, oh, there I go being angry again. Like I'm not supposed to be angry. The, the, a lot of the times the problem with our anger isn't that we have it. It's that we're not feeling it. It's that we're becoming it. We're trying to shove it away and you know, rather than addressing those little annoyances and be paying attention to those and noticing them, we push them away and try to be calm on the outside or what we call patient 
um, and we push it away, push it away, or push it down, push it down until it becomes so big that we can't contain the energy anymore. And it comes out in yelling um, and other crazy behaviors. So, and then we criticize ourselves for, oh my gosh, I'm such a terrible person. You're not a terrible person. You're a person with some unconscious beliefs that are getting triggered. So notice it, look at those, um, and learn to feel them. So, so how do we do this? So number one is noticing, just becoming aware of your body. So noticing is all about just looking at it, seeing it, um, without judgment, without putting a story around it, just noticing it. So maybe after a yelling spell, you realize, because, you know, once we're triggered, we're triggered. We can't really rein it in. But over time, we can start to feel when we become reconnected with our bodies because we live so much in our head. As a children, we become disconnected with it um, through all of the, you know, cultural messages. Um, but we become disconnected with our bodies and we live in our head. And we are not what we make up in our head. Again, these are beliefs we made up as children when we couldn't understand or process them. So we're not what's going on in our head. So notice and start, have a practice of feeling into your body. Um, And really, you could just notice your thinking. If you could start noticing your thinking. So um, I I can remember when um, I never was thinking about what I was doing in the present moment. I was always thinking about what I had to do next. So everything I was doing really in the present moment became a means to an end. I was never really um, in the moment. Um, I was constantly thinking about the next moment. And so that's what we often do. We are so much into either past thinking, ruminating about what happened yesterday or a few minutes ago or, you know, an hour ago or whatever, you know, ruminating about, oh, I shouldn't have said that or, um, you know, I've screwed all that up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We start making up these stories in our head or or we're afraid, you know, we, we're thinking about the future, you know, what I got to do um, after this and I got to go to the store and then I got to pick up the kids and, you know, and, and so just even notice that. Notice that, oh, how I'm doing the dishes, I'm clean, I'm loading the dishwasher, but I'm thinking about, you know, what's going to happen tonight or, you know, whatever. Um, so just even noticing that you, that you're in your head and noticing those thoughts, because a thought is just a thought that they, they just come and they go. Um, so notice those without judgment and notice, noticing and engage in your present moment experiences. Like if you're loading, 
unloading the dishwasher. You know, notice what you're doing. Notice in that moment what you're thinking about. Notice how your body feels. You know, bringing awareness, noticing really is about bringing awareness to otherwise unconscious actions. It's bringing the unconscious to the conscious. Bringing otherwise unconscious actions like unloading the dishwasher into your awareness. Noticing it, just just being aware of it. No judgments, just notice. So starting, start a practice of noticing. And you can do this too through meditation. Meditation is all about just noticing how your thoughts come and go. You know, a lot of, I mean, and I did this too when, before I, when I first started meditation, meditating was I thought you, I thought you were just supposed to not think. (laughs) So I would try to not think. Um, And it's really not about that. It's really about just noticing that, oh, there's a thought or, oh, I was just off lost in thought and now I'm back. And so you can notice your thoughts and then you start noticing, dropping down into your body and noticing what does it feel like to be in your body? Notice how you might feel tingling in your fingertips or in your lips or, you know, in your feet Um, or noticing that your heart's beating fast or that you feel a tightness in your chest or maybe you notice um, that your stomach is kind of feeling icky or flip-flopping or whatever it may be. It's really just bringing your attention back to you because we're so externally focused. We're so focused on everybody else. We need to bring our attention back to us and reconnect with ourselves, with the essence of who we are. And so there's other practices too, like there's tapping, um, EFT, tapping. You can look that up and there's lots of um, people, uh, guided tapping things you can do. Um, Again, that just helps you notice your body, notice what it feels like in your body. And then just notice your self notice your during the day notice your behavior patterns notice how you're feeling um notice when you yell notice when you're critical of yourself or others you know notice when you're eating and maybe you're not even really hungry you know we often do this um Oh, does anybody have any chocolate? I need chocolate. It's been such a difficult day. And all of these things are about avoiding feeling, avoiding unpleasant feelings, yelling, talking to ourselves critical or other people critical. It's all in an effort to avoid unpleasant feelings. So just notice that you're doing that. So much of the time we um, kind of get into this where... Even when we're um, making effort to do some of these things and then we don't do them perfectly or they aren't happening the way we want them to, like we think we should stop yelling. And it's really not about 
getting ourselves to stop yelling. It's really about noticing that you're doing it because I know I was a yeller when uh, my children were young and I really didn't even know that I was doing it or doing it as much as I was. Um, and so it's, it's just bringing that awareness and then noticing that, oh, yelling, there you were. Um, and that's the aggression, aggressive part of us. And I think we push a lot of these things away because we feel ashamed of them. We feel like we're not supposed to be yelling at our kids. Um, and so again, and I don't, you know, I talk about this often is taking out the words should, shouldn't, and supposed to. So we're not supposed to be yelling at a kid. Well, take out supposed to and you get, I'm yelling at my kids. So now just notice that and be compassionate with that. That's how, you know, these patterns over time can shift to healing is when we use compassion with them instead of beating ourselves up over and over and over again. Because aggression is just a part of all of us. You know, we we say we're not, you know, certain things like aggressive. Most of us will say, well, I'm not aggressive, Um, especially as women, because we got the message that you are not to be aggressive. You are to be kind and gentle and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, And the truth is, we are all of it. All of these things that are available in the universe are in us all. And aggression, really, when we put consciousness around it, it can support us because if our life was being threatened, we need to be aggressive in order to be able to survive, right? So when we can see just the neutrality in all of these words um, and drop the judgment of the story about them, we can actually use these to support us. Um, So we can just Notice it, let it in and say, yeah, there you are. Um, and, and so then now when our child doesn't put on their shoes after like we've told them for the third time, we know it isn't a threat to our life. We don't have to yell because our life is not being threatened. So when we bring these behaviors to our awareness and these patterns to our awareness, we can start to shift them. And so when our child doesn't put on their shoes after the third time we've told them, we know our life isn't being threatened. It's our self-worth that is. I'm not being listened to. I'm not being heard. That is about our self-worth. And when we heal our own childhood wounds, those limiting beliefs we unconsciously formed as a young child, we heal our own self-worth. And we don't need our children to take care of our self-worth. It's not their job. It's not their job to make us feel good enough. That's our job. 
It's our inside job. We don't heal ourselves by criticizing ourselves in our head. So again, it's not, I have to stop it or do away with that yelling stuff. It's noticing it and looking at what that means for me. What am I making my child not putting on their shoes mean about me? What am I making it mean about them? What am I making it mean about me? Become curious. And that's what noticing helps us do too. It opens us up to be curious. So just notice it. Allow it to be. As we do this, it loosens its power over us and we become one with it. It becomes part of our light. So you can just notice your children as well. Notice their feelings. Notice their emotions. Notice how they react or respond to things. Not judge it. Not put stories around it. Just notice it and become curious about it. And ask yourself, what am I making that mean about them? What am I making that mean about me? And hypnotherapy is another tool that can be used to tap into the subconscious and begin to heal um, and reconnect with and heal um, the things that are being held within us um, and just reconnecting with ourself and having a relationship with, with ourself. Um, all right, everyone, I'm going to leave it at that. And together, we can heal the generational patterns of not good enough, of judgment, of blame, of perfectionism. Thanks for being here, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm so very grateful for all of you who are showing up here with me because I believe subtle shifts create big impact. How we show up in our life, in our relationships, or our parenting impact our life, our children's lives, and the world. If you're ready to brave the wilderness of your beautiful soul, live life from the inside out, and create the life you want to live, head over to my website at diansorensen.net and get on my calendar to see if the Beauty and Behavior family is the right fit for you. I got you, and we'll talk again soon.